This is raw talk. Okay, I like it. I wish there was a a way to start recording conversations consensually, but without all this like the show for it, you know. Yeah. You know? No, but also, it's not like mid conversation. I'm just gonna press record, and all of you guys unwillingly know, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So weird. You yeah. could try that, and it could be kind of like like an ethical experiment, almost like. Some people may not agree to it being released, but some people may be like, you know what, I'm glad you did that. But it's very, oh, a very fine line, very fine line between people's privacy and stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, and then you're probably going to have a problem with your mic quality and all that too, right? If you're trying to... Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like getting close to you with the mic and you're like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, oh. no, I'm just listening. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just listening. Just I just need to be this close to listening. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so I'm gonna introduce you. This is Raw Talk, and we've got Reno, great old Reno. It's from Alberta, you know what it is, gang gang, Canadian and stuff. Let's let this guy. Hello. Be in the vicinity. What's up, fam? Sit down, I was here long ago. Okay, guys. <laughs> so, uh, how do you feel about curfews? Uh, curfews are great when you actually have something to do. Jeez. Like work the next morning. Uh. Because you actually need the sleep. What? <laughs> But when you don't have anything to do and your mom just wants you to go home, it sucks. Okay, guys. Good night. Good night. But yeah, as I was saying, we've we've got Reno here. Um, Reno, did you want to introduce yourself some way? Say hi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My name is Reno. Uh, lived in Ontario for um, 12, 13 years. So, but uh, yeah, moved to Alberta. Lived there for seven, eight years. So, mm-hmm. been been around. And like, what do you like to do? I guess I like to do a little bit of everything. There, there's times I think uh, in my life where I like to really focus on a goal, and where it's pretty clear cut what I need to do. After a while, I like to get the chance to do something a little kind of sporadic, you know, like spontaneous. So things that just keep you like doing stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like being active. And it's it's nice that you say that you can both like really stick in like grind mode and focus towards a goal. But you also do spontaneous things. Like you say, you can do one or the other, like really plan things out and do them, but you can also just do things on a whim. Yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, it, it's all, in a way I almost create that situation for myself. It's like a part of me kind of almost needs that. Let's say that you can do both because I find a lot of people are very like stuck on doing one or the other. There are certain things that will turn out better if you plan, and there are certain things that will turn out better if you just commit and spontaneously commit, you know? Mm-hmm. One or the other can be kind of disastrous for either lack of excitement if you just overplan, or a lack of preparation or even long-term effects if you are always spontaneous, right? Yeah. That's cool. That's sick. That's sick. And um, what was I going to say? You said something about life sometimes. Yo, trains of thought, I'm telling you. Like, sometimes <laughs> I'll be, like, talking, and I'm like... I'll finish the last sentence of what I was thinking, and I'm like, "Yeah, you're, you're going, going somewhere, but now it's like it's gone." Dead ass. Yeah. That being said, oh yeah, family's weird. Let's go back to what Fedas said. Family, okay, yeah. parents are funny. How do you? How would you describe your relationship with your parents? Good, chill, super normal, super weird. Uh, yeah, it's uh pretty interesting, I guess. Like, um. I, I think for I, I found a pretty happy medium given the situation. Mm. I really, yeah, it's definitely put a lot of thought into it. Mm. And that situation being what? The fact that they're parents and that they're still maybe, they grew up differently. And- yeah, well, like, that's the thing. They, well, my dad, he's from Croatia. 
and my mom's from the Philippines, so they're growing up. They they do things very differently. A lot of it is trying to make them like try to work together, but uh, they're kind of they're split up right now. So it's kind of mm. it's a little. No, it's, it's tough. Yeah, it's yeah. so tough. And I think those are, that's something that only people in those situations can actually relate to. You know, it's not something that I could just imagine and be like, oh, it must be tough. No, but you actually feel what it is to be in a situation like that. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I was talking about this with a friend about how in some cases, in her specific case, she would have rather if her parents had split up because they ended up being like very toxic to each other and Mm-hmm. The whole situation was just not, it was not helpful. Like the whole reason for them staying together was for the child, her. Yeah. But at the same time, like she had to endure everything else, which was having parents that didn't love each other, that were rude to each other, you know? Um, so would you agree that there's cases where it's good and the cases where it's like unfortunate? Or? Uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely say like, I think mm-hmm. um, in a way it's almost like my parents don't know notice it too much but i think in a way it's easier for them to deal with their personal problems and i think that was that was the thing they couldn't see eye to eye on certain things in your life you need a level of independence right but when you're in a relationship you gotta sacrifice Mm -hmm. something especially you know when there's kids so i think yeah now it's that they kind of they're a little more spaced out i think it it's been things are actually looking a little more smooth Mm -hmm. and i bet because you grew up as well or like the kids you know your siblings and stuff you grew up so there's less of that dependency right (laughs) weirdly enough i was i've been trying to pinpoint this down with another friend who uh self-plug here this friend has a podcast named letters to waste men and it's just based (laughs) on her experiences in relationships or just with boys you know and stuff um and we dove into this topic or she dove into this topic about being like independent but then what does it mean when you're what was it autonomous i think it was autonomy it was like are you technically still supposed to be autonomous when you're in a committed relationship like that like a romantic relationship like are you still able to be independent and individual but then what's the point of the relationship you know what i mean yeah i I think uh, every relationship you're gonna have to sacrifice something you know, you're not uh, the only person that's going to be able to tolerate you the best as you. Before um, going into a deeper, deeper relationship, you need more time to really figure the, figure these things out because uh, there's uh, because at a certain point, I think uh, you, you live by a certain set of standards, and if that can't align, like if you can't, uh, if it, if there's always that level of disconnect, then it's just at that point, it just a relationship would just be torture. Mm-hmm. There's so, such thing as compatibility, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no matter compromise, no matter how hard you're willing to work for it, that's up to you. But there is such thing as compatibility for sure. But so what do you think about this whole idea? Like, are you, if you're in a relationship, does that, should you be dependent on them to an extent? Like, should you, like, that's, I think that's where the balance is. I'm like, uh, to what extent are you not individual anymore? Or to what extent are you basing your choices in your life, you know, on someone else like a person kids different dependent for sure right mm-hmm. but like a like a romantic partner you know i think uh in a way kind of taking this from a movie but it's like uh if you if you found out that you loved someone more than yourself and so and if you knew your significant other had those kinds of feelings for you your decision every decision you you'd make could have you know would have like could have a very strong impact on them so you'd have to Really be conscious of that. Damn, what I mean, movie is that? I think it uh Goodwill Hunting. 
Oh, okay. So, classic, a classic. Yeah. I personally haven't seen it, but um, that specific situation does sound toxic. Because then you're dealing with someone who, if they don't love themselves, to the extent where they see you as an equal or love you or value you as equally, like either above or below, that can create, that leaves space for a bunch of, um, again, dependency, idolization, uh, the prioritization of their needs over yours or your needs over theirs, which I do you think it's all balance? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Because again, for me to say that you should be fully independent in a relationship is a bit selfish. Yeah. Because you're right. To some extent, your actions and your life choices have an, an impact on the other person's, right? And you've almost, this commitment is to, is to live alongside each other, to indulge in life together, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, should, like, is it okay to be dependent? Is it not? Yeah, it's it's always balanced. There's always, um, like at least in my case, if I have a certain set of goals that I want to achieve in life and that's what I, basically that's what gets me going. That's kind of what motivates me to go through. And if I can't, if I can't pursue these goals in a relationship, then I won't be able to do it. Because mm. it's like one thing I've learned is I, I don't want to, I don't want to be losing sense of self. Mm, I agree completely. Um, and a lot of people need to remember this i think or even i think just in older generations i think like you know your aunties and stuff need to remember that um that just because you're married and you have children doesn't mean that you shouldn't be fulfilling these personal goals because at some Mm -hmm. point they were all like us we have these goals in mind for ourselves and even though i see people in my future you know family whatever i still don't see one or the other you know i see both Mm -hmm. so you should definitely find people that will support your your dream no matter what right uh, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, yeah, it's oh, for, and when it comes to relationships, um, what do you think of the idea of like polygamy versus monogamy? Yeah, I think uh, again, I, like I just like to be with one person. That's mm-hmm. uh, so you prefer monogamy for yourself. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I've never really thought of myself trying to yeah be with another person. Like if I'm dedicating so much energy here, it'd be hard for me to kind of extend that. Mm-hmm. 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 And weirdly enough, I think, I don't know, I don't know how, I've never done much research on it, but polygamous relationships, um, I assume that means that you would have to let go of any, like, envy or jealousy or yeah. comparison, right? But, but that, that would come into play, right? Like, even to that extent, like, uh, if you let go of all that, then what's the point? Like, are you just purely trusting that you're special to this person? Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's hard because it's like you're, uh, let's say I'm with two women. I, I basically have to kind of manage my time. I'll be with her and then I'll be with her. Whereas, you know, for them, like I get, I'm always with someone, but she's, you know, kind of like you'll have a third wheel or something. It just, that in a relationship, I don't, that just doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. Or even like when it comes down to the core fundamentals, right? Like when you're in a monogamous relationship, like one person committed to one singular other person and the other way around too. The whole point is that you guys chose each other because you value each other for a certain reason. That is one of a kind. You're technically special in the sense that it's one of a kind and that's why you chose this one person. You're committed to this one person. Mm -hmm. But then if you apply that to polygamy, you lose it because you're no longer one person that I could see in this manner at a specific point in time. Yeah, yeah. But I guess the only variable there versus having many monogamous relationships in your life versus having a polygamous relationship is time. Like yep. dating a lot of people at the same time versus dating a lot of people over this period of your life. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Like one relationship's hard enough. And so you're going to add in another person and try to deal with their problems on top of it. It just sounds like a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, But you can also look at it in the good way, you know? You could be like, now I have more support system. Technically, there's more love to go around, right? Yeah, I don't like this one. Like, what would, what would have to happen for you to consider a polygamous relationship? Like, what were some things that would need to be, like, set in stone almost? And then you'd, you'd be like, okay, why not? I think it would be... This, this might sound a little weird, but uh, like, uh, well, for me, I, I'd want to be with women. And so let's say I'm with two women. They also, they should also want to be with each other too. And so it's like just a, some sort of triad, I guess. <laughs> like, that. like everyone should just love each other. Like it's not, it's not just me with you two. It's yeah. us three, you know, yeah, that's, together. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like, not like you have multiple wives. You're all just committed to each other with us three, four of you. Okay. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Or is there more? Yeah, I I feel like uh, there's something in the back of my mind that it's... Like, for example, when it comes to splitting up, I don't know, time, like, do you guys go on dates, all three of you? Like, do you spend, like, one-on-ones with each other? Like, yeah. I feel like for me, for example, I would have to, there would have to be some sort of organizing time so one person doesn't feel left out or... Uh, how do you even how do you even manage yeah oh, that's yeah because if you don't care about comparison okay whatever right but what in that case everyone dates everyone and i don't care because if there's no comparison why do i care if you spend more time with me than someone else or if you're prioritizing your time you know yeah but if there is comparison then you would need a way to make it fair i assume it would have to be a fair relationship yeah that's that's what i mean it just seems background in religion it's uh you could have a lot like one of the good things about like polygamy let's say is uh you could have a lot of kids but uh time like this why would you try to do that right you don't Mm -hmm. i'm only raising let's say two kids i don't need Mm -hmm. two mothers it'd just be two mothers it's just yeah like uh yeah i'd rather it just be between me and one other person kind of the way i perceive a relationship is like uh the person I'm with, in a way, is like is some is like a reflection of me. If it's a reflection, you know, I'm only going to see one other, the other person in front of me, not, you know, three or four people or mm-hmm. something. It's mm-hmm. just. But at the same time, for example, I I do agree. I do agree. They are a reflection of you, but I don't think that stops that um romantic relationships. They happen to be like a bigger reflection of you, or like almost like a representation of you because. They're linked to you, you know, they're your significant other. Mm-hmm. But even your friends, for example, like you've, you've heard probably your parents say all the time, like, you are who you hang out with or whatever, right? Yeah. But even to that extent, yeah, your friends are a reflection of, of what you guys talk about, of what you guys are interested in, right? Mm-hmm. Especially people that you spend a lot of time with, your siblings. Um, they do become a bit of a reflection of you because you have them around for a reason right so you must be interested in something similar you must have some sort of similarity right but what so i'm trying to pinpoint what differs between like the ro- like someone you are like romantically inclined with versus like a friend like what is what obviously there's love in a different way and there's i don't know desires and stuff but hmm, like is it just by chance yeah i don't know i wouldn't know <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the secret to love. Yeah. Why is it so much to ask for? Because <laughs> technically speaking, you value your friends a lot, and not all your friends are ugly. So it's not like you're not attracted to them, or you couldn't be. But 
the what is it? Well, there's that, that that missing piece that makes someone all of a sudden someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with. But it's not like you 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 don't want to spend life with your friends. You know, it's not like at some point you no longer have friends. Is it family? Do you think it's family? Like someone that you want to create a family with? I think so. Yeah, to some to an extent, like. Uh... It's kind of hardwired in our nature. We're, we're doing it all the time, but we don't know. Go through the, pro like if you, if you see a cute guy, possibly like a cute guy walking down the street, you're not going to like logically go through like, okay, yeah, like I'm going to look three seconds. Well, no, it's just, you, you look over, you glance and you're like, oh, like, what was it? What did I just do? Oh uh... crap. It's like, it's uh, that's the kind of part of the brain that's just, you, you don't really control, but it also drives us even comes to relationships just that makes sense yes it's very subconscious mm -hmm. so a lot of our actions are subconsciously rooting in in these things like wanting a family procreation i guess mm -hmm. and stability right that makes sense because yeah you gotta think if it wasn't you know if it wasn't so if it didn't feel appealing then why would we do it and if we didn't do it then why how would we be here you're right it's and appealing so because we should do it yeah. But then in a world where everything is like almost this instant satisfaction is, is here, right? Mm -hmm. And things, a lot of things are appealing because they're like, yeah, they can somehow root back to the essential nature of surviving. But they're like sugarcoated. Like, no way. Th there's things in this world that are appealing that are not necessarily crucial for us. Like, yeah. Mm. So how do we, how do you differ between that? How do you differ between like, I can indulge in this because it's something that like, you know, survival versus like a, like a bad indulgence. What do they call uh, it? Selfish indulgence. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Like a sneaky pleasure. What do they call it? Bad pleasure, sneaky pleasure. Uh, uh, pl no. There's a word for it. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. For example, either intoxication or, I don't know, other things overindulging yourself in food. Because technically food, you feel good because you eat to survive, right? Mm -hmm. But nowadays, people don't eat to survive. So at what point do you differ? Your needs and now these internal wants just because of the satisfaction. I think people go about it different. Like, I think that's why religion can be very important is because you don't really, the, the morals have been set. You can kind of have some sort of structure that you follow that may not be, you know, what you, like, what you're feeling. Like, uh, you know, I want to eat this thing. But it's like, okay, well, I know it's too much. But I think, yeah, like in all cases, just um, forethought is good. Like, just to think about it, like, uh, outside your emotions. So it kind of like pa patience. Mm. So give it some time. Patience. Mm -hmm. Oh, I agree. I agree. And you said religion. So find something in your life that has um, like a preset set of morals or a definition of good and bad or a definition of what you should and shouldn't do, mm -hmm. you think that's helpful, I guess. Some people yeah. see it as de debilitating because it means like restrictive or whatever. Oh, yeah. But I do see, you see it as helpful. I, I guess it's, I, I wouldn't say just follow it blindly. And that's why I'm saying it all kind of leads to forethought. Like you have to kind of you can you can feel a certain way, but you shouldn't. That shouldn't drive every decision you make. You should always get you know, especially when the decisions are important. You know, give it some thought, and but at the same time, don't try to you know beat yourself up over it. Mm. Again, that it's a whole other a whole other cycle. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So so the cycle of living basically is trying something out based on the knowledge you have to that point, right? Yeah. And then what would be the next step? It fails or it doesn't. I guess just assess, try to learn, and yeah, try not to make the same mistake, I guess. Uh, try I guess. To, mm, life yeah. is essentially try not to make the same mistake. Yeah, yeah. Do everything in your will to not make the same mistake, okay? 
Mm-hmm. Do you think? Oh, do you think we do that because if we keep repeating the same mistake, to some extent, we'll die? Like that's the way you anti-live is by repeating the same mistake over and over again. Yeah, I think that's um, evolution, right? Like, if um, if the animal can adapt to the changing weather, then it's going to die. But like the same thing when you're dealing with this problem, you know, when you keep coming to the same, if you can't ever get out of that, it's hard to like. When we're talking evolution, I guess it's. You're not evolving. And, mm, and if, hence, if you're not evolving, you're not surviving. Damn, no. And even though that's just a de- like a theory about evolution, these things, these concepts themselves, like all concepts in life, I find you can just apply them to other things. Just change up some variables, right? Yeah. Like you said, if you're not changing or if you're not making different choices and adapting or exploring new skills, the world's going to change anyway. So you're going to get left behind. Yeah, it's not waiting for you. Damn, so you're actively killing yourself if you keep doing the same mistakes over and over again. Mm -hmm. Damn, that's a harsh truth for some people though, you know? Yeah. Because it's it's tough. It's changing all the time and it's tough. Like, it's okay to be comfortable. Like, Why does comfort exist then? Why does comfort exist then? I I think it's just uh, an old... um, I'm going to keep drawing back to this, but it's like, again, it's the part of the, like, in the, like, over the past, you know, thousands of years or however long. I think it's good to be, um, safe, to feel safe as society and you're in the forest. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to wander off too far because, you know, there's, there's uncertainty, there's chance of death. And so, you know what's in your environment so you can deal with it. You can deal with that immediate environment. You don't know, you're not prepared, like, you, you're not prepared for what's what's out there. You have no idea what's, you know, like you, what kind of animal is waiting. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, and so it's the same thing here. Well, no, okay, it's not the same now. It's way more, you know, we don't know, it's, different kind of survival. Exactly, yeah, and so it's hardwired in us to just don't. We don't want to struggle. We don't have to. It's, mm. but at the same time, you you have like any any growth, there's struggle. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So if I understand correctly what you said, comfort exists so we don't put ourselves in stupid situations. Yeah. So we stay in the situation we're in because clearly it's not easy to become, like, it's not easy to know your surroundings and and feel like you are aware of what's going on around you and fit into it and not think, and not basically be at risk of death. Okay. So comfort prevents you from doing stupid things, like just wandering places or wandering into the unknown, right? Yeah. But then, okay, so what, what's the tipping point then? You should stay in comfort, but then at what point, like, is it through the gaining of knowledge of the unknown to the point where it's not unknown enough that we should dive into it anyway, out of our comfort? I think, you know, our life is a gift. It's not like, you know, I'm going to, I can see down there, mate, like, uh, it looks like the water is, you know, seems pretty fine. I'll probably live jump off there and you don't know if there's rocks underneath or you don't what you know that's kind of a ridiculous judgment to make there you have to kind of be a little there's certain values that need to need to be upheld and then it, yeah it's you know it's just you got brains so we gotta yeah. gotta use them you know <laughs> as, as much as we can if you're comfortable where you are in life then that's fine i think it's when you're you know you've you kind of kept yourself in a I guess in a safe space, like a, but where you're comfortable, but at the same time you feel uneasy, almost like I could have. And where that's when you're feeling like that, I feel like that's when. Mm, okay, okay. When you're not committed to your idea of comfort, mm-hmm. or when you're not, because yeah, you can be comfortable and you're totally fine. Like this whole idea. I guess luckily enough, nowadays, if you do get into a comfortable zone, you're not left in like death. You know, yeah. you're just outdated. Maybe you're not familiar with trends and technology, but you don't die. 
you know? No, no. So I guess nowadays comfort, it's weirdly enough, like you made me realize comfort is not a horrible thing either. Like you should treasure comfort. You should stay in comfort zones mm-hmm. as well because they might be preventing you from doing something stupid or like if you worked hard to get to a comfort comfort zone, like at least live in it for a bit, you know? Yeah. Huh. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as you commit, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's all about, yeah, commitment. 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 Mm-hmm. And we, we're not talking about commitment of jumping into dark waters where there could be problems. <laughs> we're talking about committing to, if you're going to commit to something, at least do it smart. Right. To, to, yeah, to your best extent, you know, even right. though like no one's perfect, but no one's perfect. And that's and that's what I'm saying too. It's good to you know when you're making big decisions, collaboration, talk to someone before you. Oh, you collaboration. Know. Oh, that's the biggest. I've had to work on that so hard because I feel like I'm very stubborn and I'm very stubborn with my ideas. And yeah. sometimes I only listen to very specific people when it comes to when I reflect on my ideas, which mm-hmm. is not good because then i'm just being more biased you know if i'm only listening to some people over others about advice then what's the point why am i even reaching out if i'm gonna cherry pick my advice yeah you either have to be open or you're not at all you know if you're gonna accept compliments accept criticism yeah or don't accept anything at all you know mm-hmm. uh, but you think it's essential that we talk to people yeah no it's it's a it's all about yeah uh, balance you you need to talk to people but you know some decisions you're gonna have to make on your own but shouldn't you be able to trust to make decisions on your own it, it depends yeah like uh like shouldn't we technically if we are individual bodies and brains and stuff shouldn't we technically be able to trust ourselves to make every decision in life i think if we were on our own we'd have to but humans are social creatures we need to we talk and that's it's what you know increases our rate of survival i think some people they can be good at like a lot better at making decisions on their own maybe you know like uh, every person you meet has a certain like uh, unique trait and so they can give you a different angle so it's uh it's almost like you know when you're deciding that i'm going to make every decision on my own it's like basically rejecting to see it from a different you know perspective and that's the thing like uh it uh, you limit you, you limit you you know mm-hmm. your knowledge. You're kind of being hypocritical at that point. Yeah. Wow. Look at look at you right now. Is there anything you want to add to, or tell the audience before before we we go? By the way, Reno here is fucking mastermind, bro. I don't even understand. This guy gets so deep so quick. That being said, if you ever hear concepts at any point in this podcast that are that you don't understand, first on like. Your answer should not be to close yourself off and be like, nah, this person didn't communicate it well. No, no, no. Do everything in your ability to be able to understand someone else, right? You know, take it for what it is. I don't try to understand it your own way. Maybe the way we intended it, the way what Rena was saying, maybe you're meant to perceive it a different way. So you're only going to ever love these sessions if you're open-minded. Yeah. What about like, if you had to give the audience a piece of advice, anything random, Oh, uh, something that you think like useful uh, shit. I don't know. Uh, just be curious. Just be curious. I think it. Uh, I think it just helps with um, in, enjoying life. You learn. You know, if you're not curious, especially you know during tough times. You know, when you're down, if you if you kind of look at it from a more curious point of view, it starts to become more enjoyable. Less. Yo, I agree. I think the only reason I've even started this journey is because I'm a curious person. Mm-hmm. And I love, and I'm thankful for that. It does lead you to a lot of questions more than answers, but 
Hey, more questions? You'll never be bored. Stay curious. Thank you for listening. You know what it is. Let us know what you think. Comment, like, and subscribe. Do whatever you want. Follow the social medias. Anything. Just become a part of this. It is in your hands to become a part of this. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Okay, bye. <laughs> it actually happened. You know, if I don't crash into something or something, you literally.